Thank you for listening to another episode of our SDBC podcast. Today, I am joined by Rebecca Vandenbrink, our Director of Discipleship and Care Ministries. Rebecca is passionate about prayer, and today she will teach us eight points about why prayer is so important for our walk with God. We will also learn ways of cultivating a life of prayer. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Today I'm joined by Rebecca Vandenbrink, our Director of Discipleship and Care Ministries. Now, Rebecca is someone who is incredibly passionate and knowledgeable about the subject of prayer. She's led prayer ministries here at SDBC before, and just recently she wrote about prayer in our SDBC newsletter. So this podcast is just going to be an elaboration on some of the things that she said and really delving into the topic of prayer. How are you doing this morning, Rebecca? I'm doing well, thanks, Mary. Awesome. So to start us out, very big question um, but what is prayer if someone were to just ask you what is prayer what would you say to them hmm. ah, great question and I mean we could sit here for hours and discuss that but mm-hmm. prayer is really our intimate communication with God it's it stems out of our desire to know him to love him to receive from him to seek him you know, you, we get married. Some of us get married. Some of us are, are God is called to be single. But it's about an intimate relationship. And for that, I talked about it in the God story. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes discipline. And once we learn those small habits in our life, that communication flows so naturally. Um, I'm just reading a book from John Piper, um, Desiring God. You know, the joy of knowing God through prayer, communicating, it's just so incredibly wonderful. Mm-hmm. And to know that God hears us on every level and He's fully there is it's just astounding to me. There is no greater joy. Mm-hmm. So why is prayer then such an important part of a believer's life and walk with God? Well, uh, if I reflect for myself, I know not everybody is a morning person, but I am. I, I have to start the day before the Lord, broken, vulnerable in my weakness, and know that I have to be grounded, to be built upon the Lord in the coming day. And that happens through prayer. It happens in that stillness. It happens in that communication. It doesn't mean to say that God is not you know, meeting me every moment of the day that I'm out there, but it's bringing everything before him to trust in his strength, in his guidance, knowing that his hand is upon myself and those who I pray for every moment of the day. I, For me, life doesn't exist outside of prayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, something I've been working on in my prayer life is journaling because, you know, we pray, we have this conversation with God, but we don't always, you know, remember either all the things we've prayed for or all the things that he has answered. So I've recently been trying keeping track of it and then I can look back and see all these ways that God has moved and has answered. And it's really beautiful, not only you know, cultivating this practice of prayer, but also the practice of reflection and remembering and looking intentionally and seeing what he has done. Um, So yeah, that's something I'm working on right now. Do you have any uh, little tools or anything like that that you do? I do. I'd I'd love to get them to uh, get to them in a little while, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we'll circle Um, back to that. You know, um, listeners, if you could see Mary's face, it's just glowing (laughs) right now. So journaling, you know, getting into beautiful habits to see how God is working. 
one of the things I, I talked in the, the God story about why we should pray, why we should pray with others, as well as our, our sort of quiet time with the Lord. So we'll touch on that. And in the God story, I talked about Ezekiel, about how we're called to stand in the gap for others. And one of the questions that came out and very often comes out for me is, you know, why do we pray for others? When we read in scripture, God knows everything. Okay. And and we trust in that. And we believe that God is going to do all these things. So why do we pray? Why do we need to pray? And with a little bit of grace here, do you mind if I just touch on that? Because I, I think it it's away. tremendously yes. important seeing where God is calling us at South Delta to be prayer warriors, um, to be actively praying. You know, we have a prayer chain that I want to encourage people to be active in this. So not only standing in the gap for ourselves and for our families, but for others. I'd like to look at that question, if I may. Sounds okay, good. so why why should we pray for others when God knows what's going to happen? And, and he has a design on all of us. It's a great question. Um, so here are some amazing truths that I'd like to share, Mary, um, that I have discovered how God answers when we pray for other people. And you just mentioned it about journaling and seeing how God answers prayer. Wow. You know, this is our this is our God and our little grandson. He's not yet two, but he's learned the words, praise the Lord. And that's amazing. So this morning I greeted him. He came down. And I said, did you pray when you got up? Of course, he doesn't know what prayer is, but mm -hmm. he said, Praise the Lord. That's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, if we could have that answer, that spontaneity before God, it would be simply wonderful. So I'd love to take this these few minutes mm -hmm. to talk about the truth that I've seen God um, answer when we pray for other people and perhaps a little bit of a challenge. Now, Mary has got to know me a little bit and she knows that I'm not going to leave any conversation without a little bit of a I challenge. Love I love it. So uh, listeners, I'd love for you to, to hear this or to ask me about it. I think the first truth is when we pray, brothers and sisters, we participate in God's work. Wow, what a calling. Did you know that we participate with God when what He is doing around us when we pray? And there are many people in our lives and around us who need prayer. They need support. And at times their needs are clear. You know, if you're part of the prayer ch chain, we, we get what we need to pray for. But there are other times that we don't know what to pray for people. And 1 Timothy 2, 1-4 tells us that we are, uh, first of all, to bring these petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving are to be made for all people, for kings and for all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Okay, amen to that. And being obedient in prayer for others clears the way for God's work to be done. What an amazing calling. So challenges um, for me and for others is if you find someone who needs prayer this week, ask them if they're comfortable with it, sit down, pray, pray for that need. And if they're not comfortable, 
let them know that we're praying for them. So there's the challenge. The second truth I found about praying for other people is that when we talk about it, we emulate Christ. Isn't that what we're called to be as Christ followers, emulating our Savior? So um, our mission at South Delta is to love like Jesus, and that involves praying for others, being Christ-like, imitating his pattern of prayer. So when you talked about how important is prayer, it's hugely important. Jesus always took time to pray. We see that when he was discipling the disciples, he taught them how to pray, when to pray. He took time to be before his Father. And so when we pray, we emulate that. My example is my little grandson. He gets his food before him, and boy, that moves into his mouth really, (laughs) really quickly. But I say, okay, Josiah, have we prayed? No. I said, well, we have to pray. It emulates our Savior. Um, Jesus prayed before he began his ministry. He prayed during temptation. He prayed for strength. He prayed for relief as he neared the cross. He withdrew from people to pray, and he prayed early in the day. And Luke 11, 2-4, he taught us how to pray. There's really no reason why we don't take time to pray. And then in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, he, we are taught from Paul, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Again, challenge. Take a few minutes of silent solitude before you even begin to pray to still your heart before the Almighty One. And then you can begin with your focus upon Him. Okay, another truth. When we pray for others, we share their burdens. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on this one because I talked about it in the God story. And one thing that I've learned through Stephen ministry training is that we are called to share one another's burdens. And we're not all called to minister in that regard, but we can pray. Brothers and sisters, we can pray for one another. And we are taught that by sharing each other's burdens, we don't do anything from selfishness or empty conceit, according to Philippians 2, 3, and 4. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. And when we share each other's burdens, we do that. So challenge, be intentional this week in reaching out to share a burden and praying for that burden. Fourth truth, when we pray for others, we join in a ministry of reconciliation. And I think that is the biggest calling upon my heart in prayer, to see the healing in lives through reconciliation. And it is incredibly beautiful. When lives are changed, when the saving grace of Jesus is brought into lives and you see that transformation, and it starts through prayer, 
We don't save other people, but we can pray for the Spirit of God to start that work. And that is just astounding. So I talked about seek, know, and love. And Paul, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 5 that God made our relationship with himself through Christ and then gives us the ministry of reconciliation or working to help others know Jesus, salvation, and God's love. And our first tool in that is prayer. Praying for others puts us in the middle of God's work to bring everyone to himself. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, this is good. When we work in this ministry of reconciliation, it's good and it pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Again, my challenge would be, if you know anybody this week, we are a missional church, the neighbors, someone passing by who needs to hear the saving grace of Jesus, then just say, can I pray for you? Can I reconcile you to God in some form? And then get busy, get busy, get down on your knees, spend that time with the Lord. Okay. What else? Well, when we pray for others, we learn to trust God. The big area in our lives, when we have our own strength, when things are going well, we forget to trust in the enormous grace of Jesus. And we need to trust God more and more. And that happens through prayer. Very often we're faced with other people's needs that are just sometimes so huge that we think, Lord, I don't know what I can do in this situation. But when we turn that over to God in prayer, we are trusting him to carry that. And that is huge because we see the enormity and the power of God in so many ways. You've had it, Mary, through your journaling, mm-hmm. yeah, gone back and say. seen yeah. what God has done. Mm-hmm. So when we depend on our strength and abilities, we cannot, cannot accomplish God's will. But Jesus says, if you seek me and you trust me and you trust me to do that work, I will accomplish that in their lives. In his own timing... Perhaps not what we desire is the answer, but God will accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. So my challenge with this truth is what aspects of my prayer life and petitions do I need to trust God more in? And am I afraid to share other people's burdens because I feel I am carrying them alone? And again, there the big word is the littlest word, the I, because we don't carry them. God carries them for us. Any questions so far? we got three more to go. Keep going. Keep going? Great. You yeah. sure? Okay, when we pray for others, we are also changed. Yeah, none of us want that really, you know. Deep down, comfortable where I am, Lord. You know, just keep me here. But we are changed. And for me, that is the biggest, most wonderful 
realization that when I pray for others, when I look back on my journal, when I hear that God has done something miraculous, my life is forever changed. How can it not be? How can yours not be? When we see the enormity of the God that we, we serve and we love, it's, it's just amazing. That's amazing, mm-hmm. right? It's you incredible. Want to say, Praise the Lord, and this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Little Josiah, yeah. he doesn't know he's, he's famous yet. Yeah. Um, when we love, truly, when we love, when we pray for other people, our lives are never the same again. When God calls somebody in our lives who has a burden, and we take it to the Lord, and we see that change. Our love is deepened, our desire to know God is deepened, and um, we are forever changed. We delight with God to see the changes in others. Something very deep happens in our lives, and Oswald Chambers puts it this way, prayer is not a matter of changing things externally, but one of working miracles in a person's inner nature. And... um, We see this in in the community groups that have been so faithful with praying over the pandemic. And the change in lives has been astounding. Now, I haven't been there to share in that, but Pastor Paul has has shared with me what the changes have been in people's lives. So while we pray for others, we plead with God to intercede in their lives, perhaps to bring healing or strength in difficult times. And in the midst of that, we're opening up our hearts for change. When we pray for others, we connect to the one who has the power to transform the hearts of others and bring change to their circumstances. And at the same time, it renews our hearts. So Ephesians 1, 18 to 23, it says, I pray that the hearts of the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. Challenge, what aspects of my being need to become more Christ-like in my prayer time. And okay, when we pray, number seven, almost there, listeners, when we pray for others, it glorifies God. John Piper, he talks about the hedonist within us and bringing glory to God. And through that glorification of the Almighty One, you know, um, we, we live, we exist to glorify God. We great, get great delight, great joy. And praying is one way that we bring glory to our God. So when we practice praying and also interceding for others, we glorify the only one who can answer prayers. Our prayers display a trust in God, a belief in Christ. And when our prayers are answered, what do we do? Well, what do I do? I praise him Mm -hmm. Um, for his faithfulness, you know, his long suffering. And it is just that brings glory to God. Prayer is not just a conversation. Prayer is praise 
for the work God will do through our prayers. And he has delivered us. You know, hallelujah, he has delivered you and I from the deadly peril of judgment and sin. And he has, he will deliver us again. He has brought us into new life. John 14, 13 says, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do it for the father may be glorified in the son. Okay, so challenge this week in your prayer, marvel in the enormity and wonder of God for he answers prayer. Last one, God answers when we pray for others. Mary, can you can you share without names or breaking confidentiality how God has answered a prayer? Absolutely. Um, yeah, there have been many times I've been praying for people for different seasons in their lives or struggles that they're going through. And a commonality in a lot of them is that God has brought people into these individuals' lives to help walk beside them and just like you said, to bear one each other's one another's burdens. And so that's a huge way of seeing God answered my prayer is he provides people to come around them, to walk with them, to support them. So that's something I've seen, especially lately while I've been praying. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you, Lord. You know, the reality is as Christians, um, we live in a society that has lots of religions, but our prayers, they, they don't bounce off the ceiling. You know, they don't dissipate like fog. God hears when we pray for others and he answers. Mm -hmm. He, he provides, answers. Yeah. The answer may not come quickly. So it's not in our timing. God created time for us to exist. God's timing is perfect. And he may not reply in the way that we desire, but he will reply. He will. He will answer because we serve a gracious God. And this is another reality that always astounds me. We get more than we could ever, ever expect. Because when God heals, we pray typically for physical healing, but he heals us in so many ways that we don't ever expect. Um, and our prayers are powerful. We serve a loving God. He wants us to know the truth. He wants us and he wants, he desires to answer our prayers. And he answers with the authority that comes for them from the one true being. And 1 John 15, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if, if, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have what we asked of him. Beautiful, isn't it? So intercessory prayer is a never ending opportunity to join God in his work. At the same time, a chance to be transformed, both in heart and circumstance. And as Ephesians says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions it, with all kinds of prayers and requests. So they're my truths that I've had through my time in ministry and my time of praying with others and for others. Thank you for sharing that. That is an amazing encouragement and teaching for of all of us today. So because there's so much information there, I just want to recap those main eight points for our listeners as we're wrapping up. So just for everyone to be able to stew over this again. So Rebecca's points are praying for others emulates Jesus. When we pray, we participate in God's work. 
When we pray for others, we share in their burdens. By praying for others, we join the ministry of reconciliation. When we pray for others, we learn to trust God. When we pray for others, we are also changed. Praying for others glorifies God. And God answers when we pray for others. Those are the eight points we talked about today. So just to wrap up this episode, there's just one more question I want to cover. And it's a very practical question of what if someone is having trouble cultivating this life of prayer? What if they're just not feeling connected? They're, They're not in good habits. What are some tips that we could give for cultivating this life of prayer? Wonderful, wonderful question. You know, our relationship with God is so intimate that we all know how to build a relationship, and and that includes how we do that with with God. Um, There are so many books out there on how to pray, but it's a bit like parenting. Everybody has a good book, but actually when we sit down, it's a personal thing. It's a mighty thing. I do, I have really loved the book by Tim Keller, and it's just prayer. And I have found that I need a certain discipline, um, but it's not for everyone. But again, starting in the morning for me really works. And I, we will look at this as we begin our discipleship initiative here because prayer is an important part of being discipled by God, by others, and then discipling other people. So we will look into prayer, um, but I, I would suggest good habits, putting aside a, a, a period of time, and then potentially dividing that up with um, scripture, with solitude, with silence and and working those things in. I'm always available to to speak to if people would love to hear what I do. I have a great prayer journal that is by Daniel Henderson. It's called 2959. And I, I just set out my prayer requests. It's based on scripture. Of course, the word of God will always equip us to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that answer your question? Or again, too much information no, and not great. precise enough. And another thing I want to mention is if people are looking to participate in prayer with us as a church we also like you mentioned have the sdbc prayer chain and you can just email info at southdelta.org if you're interested in learning more about that um but yeah any final thoughts for us as we wrap up this episode um no okay would you like to pray for us and our listeners as we wrap up this i would love to thank you Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you, Father, for Jesus, because without him, this is all impossible. Jesus, we thank you for your saving, saving grace, for the blood that you shed. Father, for bringing Jesus back into newness of life, for resurrecting him. And Jesus, that your job wasn't even done then, um, that you intercede at the Father's right hand right now as we bring requests, petitions, as we bring before you our failures, you bring them before the Father, and your Father only sees the righteousness that you have given us. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this time. Thank you for 
that you are a God who hears our prayers, that you are a redeeming Savior and God. And we just pray for this time and for all those who have listened to this time, that they would come before you, that they would have this relationship with you in prayer. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for sharing with us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of our SDBC podcast. Thank you, Mary. Thank you.